uh, it's funny because I kind of went the dark side, if you will, in okay. terms of, I mean, that's obviously the positivity route sure. that we're running. I went the uh, negative route, I guess, in so many words, uh, around that time because I gravitated towards the chronic. Yeah. Like that was like, I think that might, it's, that was either the first, uh, it's the second, I think it's the second album I bought was okay. the chronic. And I remember listening to it, and I was like, what is this product? Like, mm-hmm. I was a West Coast dude, man. Like, mm-hmm. I was just into that Funkadelic sound, mm-hmm. and I just – I didn't know it was Funkadelic at the time. Right. But I was just like, what is this Let Me Ride? Yeah. Like, that's, yeah. yeah. That was such a hidden t- – and I was like seventh grade. Yeah. And I remember um, uh, there's a friend of mine who uh, – he, he put me on to it, white dude, and he was just like, yo, man – you got to check out Let Me Ride. I'm like, I don't even know how to drive. Like, what is, <laughs> what is this? Mom, re- let me ride? Yeah, or what is this? I, I get in a car with mom, right? Yeah. That's, that's how it goes. See, what it was is like back then, um, there wasn't a lot of West Coast influence out here. On but you're a Coast. native New Yorker, am, right? And But I you're am. upstate. But I'm up, Well, I'm yeah. upstate. But the thing is, is like, and I know you'll probably be able to speak to, but like there seemed to have been like that impenetrable wall. In totally, I could see that. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. Where it's like people here, they didn't want to hear what other places. We want to hear their music. We don't want to hear what they have to say. So everything happened out in the West Coast. It's like that was whack. That was whack to us because we were like the epicenter of hip hop is here. Yeah. In oh New yeah. New York. So you guys were xenophobic. Here. Pretty much. Oh yeah. Total. Like I have, um, I have a friend of mine. He's a he's a DJ. Uh, and he, you know, he DJed from New York. He's old dude, not old, older. Mm-hmm. Say so he's in his forties, and he still is. He's almost. It's almost like he's from the South, and he's still fighting the Civil War because yeah. he's still fighting the East Coast West mm-hmm. Coast War. Mm-hmm. And he's just like, I don't listen to anything but New York hip hop. Yeah. You and limit I'm, yourself so it much. Is so you do. criminal. You do. I like, and I talked to him about it too. And he's just like, I don't like anything else if it doesn't come out of New York. And I'm just like, Have you not heard Outcast? Like, what? Yeah. What in God's name are you talking that about? That was the general um, attitude here. And Snoop and, you know, Dre, it's like they just, they broke through that. NWA, mm-hmm. they broke through that. Right. And no one else had really gotten through like that. Well, Ice Cube, um, Ice Cube really did, um, because, I mean, he made, uh, he was working out here after he left uh, NWA. Mm-hmm. Um, he was doing a lot of shit with um, uh, Public Enemy. He's working with them. So, I guess, you know, but I think Ice Cube kind of had an East Coast flavor, like, he had that rhyme scheme of an East Coast rapper and was angry enough. They showed be, him love, but it was selective. He was like, just not everybody got love over here. I, it's some. It's interesting because I had my shift towards New York hip hop when I went to high school. So okay. I was in ninth grade. I got introduced to Red Man, Method Man, mm-hmm. Keith Murray, like the hardcore, yep. and and like. Before it was those West Coast guys, just because they were, I mean, like MC8 and, yep. and like those, yep. like like Spice One, uh-huh. Menace to Society, those movies. That yep. that's you know, Boys in the Hood and mm-hmm. all those movies mm-hmm. were so powerful and influential. And I remember liking Tupac before it was cool to yeah. like him, like Poetic Justice soundtrack, mm-hmm. ah, Tupac. Okay. Like was if I, I I think was if I died a night on that. Uh, if I died a night, uh, I don't know. But anyway, but that I was listening to that, and then just like 
I think the porridge was just right with Midnight Marauders and mm-hmm. Tribe Called Quest. It was just right. like so in the pocket. Right. Like these guys were just um I think I just think they really defined what I listened to and you know, you had like like now like Little Brother, probably one of my favorite groups. Which is almost you know, you think it's like an ode, you know, right, almost. Right. Uh which uh should tell us what we're talking about because yeah. we're on. Yeah. We're doing this. Yep. It's uh, it's swatches and boomboxes. Uh, a uh, a retro rap review, which uh, my co-host is just ear to ear grin. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yo, man, like, and I don't blame you because this is so much fun. I lo- like, it I could is. talk for hours and hours about uh, '90s rap and uh, rap in general, but specifically, I can talk about '90s rap because I grew up off of it, and it really kind of just kind of spoke speaks to me uh i'm jim search uh you can find me at jimsearchcomedy.com uh you can go find me on twitter at jim search and also uh you can email us the i'll just plug the show here uh swatches and boomboxes at gmail.com so send us all of your requests Yes, we'll, please. We'll, yeah, talk to it. Like you, we get an email <laughs> that lets us know we did it, man. Yep. And uh, I've got my co-host to my left. Yeah. Um. Yeah. It's it's great to be back. It's episode number two. Yes, this is episode two. Um, episode two. I'm Neil Charles, and you can find me at neilcharles.com, and also on Twitter, Neil Charles FTW for, for the win. The win. Yes. That's <laughs> motherfucking right. <laughs> And uh, we have our we have our guest here, um, mm-hmm. hilarious man. Um, and now, for those of you who are just tuning in, um, just to give you a quick uh, quick dirty rundown of how this goes, is we bring on a guest who thus picks an album from the '90s, uh, early 2000s, and we break it down. Right. So our guest this evening, uh, or whenever you're listening to us. Hilarious gentleman, lover of hip hop, yeah. all that all the nineties had, dude. and all around good dude, yeah. uh, Chris Lamberth. Hey guys, thanks for having me. I really feel like an asshole, even though I'm excited to be here because I, like an idiot, thought that the show was going to be today, and it was actually for next week. And you, you guys accommodated me, and I feel warm. My, <laughs> warm. my heart, my heart is full. Yeah. It was it was funny because Chris called me and he's like, "Yeah, I'm on Washington Ave right now. I'm swerving <laughs> in and out of lanes. Yeah. This is like six thirty or uh, like five twenty five. Five twenty five. He's like, I'm not. You know, uh, I'll be there in like uh, thirty minutes or so. And I'm like, you know, we have you down for next Thursday, yeah. right? So and I was yeah. like, no. <laughs> <laughs> and it was weird because Jim called me up and he was like, Hey, um. We have a, a podcast tonight. And I was like, for real? I'm, I'm just leaving work. I got a flight tomorrow. Oh, like, shit, right. dude. No, no, no. It's cool. It's cool. Oh, man. It's that, totally cool. Even worse. It's See, totally cool. That's the that's thing about Chris O is that like, <laughs> we can like we can tell him it's cool, but he's still going to be like, I can't believe I fucked this up. And it didn't. It ain't, look, I'm glad because I get to. I had a shit day, man. I'm glad I get to talk about dope shit. Me too. Well, that, so, my day sucked, and this is the highlight. I'm I'm happy to be here. Well, you guys are your sights are too low. You got to step. <laughs> so I hope that you step your life up a little bit more. Well, uh, well, 
with the album we're talking about, a feel good album. Yeah, mind yeah. you, there it was that. It's kind of the I would almost say emotionally the juxtaposition of our first episode, oh, which absolutely. was ready to die. Okay, um, yeah. these guys are not quite ready to die. Um, ready to live. Yeah. They got a lot of living to do, yeah. and we will be talking about a tribe called Quest's Midnight Marauders. Uh, amazing album. Uh, you know, I was saying before we were on air. Um, I didn't necessarily, I didn't own this album when I was a whippersnap, but I did, like, this had enough heat that I knew Award Tour, I knew uh, Electric Relaxation, I knew all, like, I knew the, the, I guess, I don't want to call them, like, the pop hits. Yeah, the mainstream, they were on the radio. Um, Well, let me ask you this, did you know that the hook for electric re- relaxation was, was on the way. Please, well, no, and everybody knows that. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Did you know it was please settle down or preset plan? I always thought it was preset plan. I always thought he was saying yeah. relax yourself, girl. Preset plan. But I, it's please settle down. Please settle. I I didn't know. Okay. I I had well, the thing <laughs> is is like to be honest. I remember hearing it on the Wayans Brothers. Yeah, and mm-hmm. I was like, who? What is it? Like, and yeah. that was kind of like the teaser for me. I was like, what, what? 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 What's this all about? Yeah. So I didn't really. I didn't develop the theory. I didn't listen to it enough okay. to develop a, a theory. Uh, Pre Shazam. I owned it. <laughs> you. I, so you I the owned album. it. Yes, I I bought the tape, and um. My first album ever was People's Instinctive. Really? Yes. Wow. That was the first album you got? That was the first album I ever bought. And okay. I saved up my little money I had or could come by, and I bought that. So, I, I mean, I bought this one in, like, 1994. Okay, okay. And I remember, I remember specifically where I was when I bought that and everything. Now, I, Chris, we talked a little bit. Um, what was the, your first intro to hip-hop? God, that's kind of... That's a good question. I know question. that's a that's mm-hmm. a pretty uh, heady question yeah. to throw, but it would have to be maybe early thinking, maybe like the the jukebox. Remember the box? Yes. Yeah. You yeah. Know? You yeah, could, yeah. Yeah. You can um you could use your your, your touchstone phone and you can order songs and the videos would come yeah. on a little bit later. And I used to tape them, and I remember mm-hmm. bringing a uh, bringing a video to school. Of Encyclopedia Brown, the TV show, uh-huh. okay. and that ended, and then uh, we want easy. The video, <laughs> nice. it was yeah. like it was like we want easy, da, 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 da. and I was like, easy. oh no, <laughs> I don't know how old I was, but I remember it was probably like, God, it had to be no more than eleven, eleven mm. or twelve. Okay, but that was like a that was like an awkward moment. Mm-hmm. I was gonna because well now was it uh, because of Easy E's uh, uh, body work at the time? I or? think it was girls dance. I think there were chicks dancing. Oh yeah, it, it was, was him like, on stage. It was, yeah, it was him at a show. So yeah, of course there's gonna be uh, some. Big- so that was kind of yeah. I was into. I don't know why my parents let me watch all that shit. I you know I think about that sometimes too, where like. My my mom was pretty laissez-faire when it came yeah. to what we would watch. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, even like watch and hear, et cetera, on TV. So there were some moments where it would be weird because like, I would get in, like when I got into rap, yeah. like I was telling you before the show, like my mom hates rap music, mm-hmm. hates it with a passion. Mm-hmm. Um, so when I started to get into rap, she like begrudgingly like was okay because she was, as much as she hated rap, 
she wasn't going to tell me not to do it because mm-hmm. she's like, you can listen to what you want. It's your ears, your choice. But I personally don't like it. You know, yeah. so it was. Uh, but it's in- I, I think she caught glimpses of like, ter- like not terrible rap, but just the content being dark shit. Yeah, her, you know, bitches and hoes and niggas and guns right. and drugs and shit like that. Right. Yeah. So, but she had no idea that like Midnight Marauders existed, or you know, um, trying to think of any other. You gotta say Yo MTV yeah. raps too. I would say that was definitely. I mean, for yeah, me, yeah, yeah it, was, it was. Um, for me, it was Video Music Box. Yeah, yeah, which, Ralph McDaniel's. Yep, DJ Ralph McDaniel's. It was, I it was big. I listened to a. Uh, uh, he was on. I think he was on Ice T's podcast, Final Level podcast, maybe Ralph was, and he was, yeah, he was, I because he was talking about just um, the catalog of videos that he has that like were submitted like by rappers that yeah. record labels didn't even have a hold of because yep. they were just independent. Like he has like the original Protect Your Neck like yep. video. That's where I saw it, and it still had like the yep. the the like the. I don't know what the, the name of the technical name of it, but like when you watch a video and sure. it has like the counter at the bottom, right, right, mm-hmm. right. That that's on Protect Your Neck, but he's got it. Like yep. so, his library is fucking insane. Um, but as we as we digress, right? Uh, let's let's get into Midnight Marauders uh, release date, uh, November ninety three. Yep, uh, a uh, pivotal album, as as Chris said, this was his Bible so to speak. Um, And first track uh, we'll talk about is Steve Biko. Did I say that right? Yeah. Stir it up. The African uh, revolutionary. Okay. See, that shows, again, my my complete fuck up on it. Denzel Washington played him in a movie called Cry Freedom with Mm -hmm. Kevin Kline. Oh, my. Uh, The year escapes me. But this was nomination that he got, first nom that he got before Glory, before he won for Glory. Oh no shit! Yeah. See, and this is why we got you here, so that we can <laughs> actually, um, <laughs> Jim. Let me Jim let me Lane. let me fact check you on that one, buddy. Um, this, I mean, the horns come in. You gonna talk about the? You gonna talk about the intro? Oh, we well, we can we can get into that. Okay, I want to see what you guys think of it. That's all. The Midnight Marauders tour guide. Mm-hmm. This is an out. I. I would like to know the like how they did that, like what the, I guess the computerized voice, mm-hmm. if, if they like took, you know, each word and then spliced mm-hmm. it together, mm-hmm. or if they had a uh, had like a ro- like a chick do the robot voice. I don't know, I don't know. but um, it was nice to have them, uh, nice to have her break down what midnight or what maraud is. Yeah, so we know. And that most music is listened to between seven and midnight, hence yeah. the name of the album. Yeah. So it's it's almost kind of reminding of like the Jazzy Jeff. Uh, I'm the I'm the DJ. He's the DJ. I'm the rapper. I'm the rapper. Also had that one. Yep. Okay. Mm. Yep. Fresh Prince was the like the man for me too. He was he was he's great. I loved him too. Yeah. He. Uh, so you're very much a positive rap dude. Well, I mean, <laughs> not. Well, I don't like I said at that time, you know, I was listening to Pac, I was listening to uh, MC8, Spice One, like that was the 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 the, the all for the money. I got mm. to get mine. 
So I'm going to take yours. That was Gia. dope. Yeah. Because I got excited when I heard him on uh, Good Kid, Mad City. When, ah, yeah. When Kendrick played that homage to him. I was like, oh, are you fucking kidding me? I was like, ah. So it was just, but these guys I could relate to a little more. And I guess later on in the com- our conversation, we'll, we'll get to that. But yeah, it, like those, yeah. It, it Well, and I think that's one of the other things, too, that I... Uh, I would like I'd like to like tell my mom about it, but it's just like, yo, there is so much of another side of rap music that exists that isn't just gangster rap. Like mm-hmm. you've got your public enemies, you've got your tribe called Quest, you have yep. your De La Soul. Yep. You know what I mean? So it's and it's interesting because it also kind of speaks to uh black community as a whole. Is yeah. that there is this and I don't wanna say, you know, it's grain of salt, but the underrepresentation of how uh, the black experience is. Right. There's just regular black folks that aren't uh, living gangster rap videos. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. There's motherfuckers who work at Pizza Hut who just like rapping. You know? It's, yeah. That's just who they are. But um, so so did we did we do? I feel like doing justice to the Midnight Marauders tour guide. That. No, you did. You did. I just wanted to make sure, like, I didn't know if you were doing track by track, but you you explained it. Yeah, yeah. I we mean, maraud well, your ears. Yeah. So what what we're gonna try and do, and uh, Neil and I were talking about it, is mm-hmm. like because we got we got a lot of tracks to get to, mm-hmm. so we may bounce around. That's fine. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? I right. think that you lead, it, I got it. you. It, you you lead, I follow. Right. So in hip hop form, we may just bounce track to track. Sure. Right. Because that's the, the nature of the beast. Um, so Steve Biko, Stir It Up, mm-hmm. great intro song. Horns come in. And what is it? Linda Boulevard, represent, represent. Yep. Tribe Call Quest, represent, represent. When and it really did. my hand. I'm never hesitant. My favorite jam again today was Eric B for president. Yeah. And again, and it, it's, and I, I'm probably going to end up repeating myself over this, but it's like, this was the every track was a feel well i don't say it, but 99 percent of these were just feel good tracks you turn i go oh okay eight million stories i mean problems problems right. yeah even that's infectious but it's fun right. it's a funny it's like uh i guess i'm <laughs> i fuck closest thing a louis episode mm. some bad shit happens to your hero but it's it's funny you know talks about like getting caught by the cops and mm-hmm. the girl try to hit have sex with your girl she's in the red zone yeah mm-hmm. uh, you know <laughs> the metaphors were amazing yeah i mean on all albums but you know it's just something they're consistently good at yeah yeah That's and what they do and and again i mean this speaks i think it kind of speaks to all rappers but like i think with this album there's definitely points where like words they're painting pictures with words like, yeah you would think Red Man was in the trunk, like, yeah. And if yeah. you know your shit, <laughs> like, oh, okay, yeah. I have an idea what the fuck's going on over there. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, I, I mean, I would have to say my like, and again, I'm bouncing around here, but uh, my favorite, my person, one of my personal favorite songs, even from that era, was Award Tour. Oh yeah, absolutely. That had to be the song. I think that was a song that kind of just was like. These are the guys like mm-hmm. that. That I believe that was the lead single, right? That was. Yeah. Um, and again, this is one of the tracks that um, I remember mm-hmm. growing up and hearing this, and was like, oh, yeah. And this was like around my like Dr. Dre era, so I'm like, yeah. oh, there's 
nice guys who rap. Yeah, it was just like <laughs> it was just like do that, do that, do do that, that, that. It was just like and it, was, oh, it was cool. Like, and that song say. is like their highest charting single to date. Wow, that song. No shit. Yep, I could see that. Yeah, because it was fun. And that's yeah, mm-hmm. and New it, York, DC, yep. yeah, yeah. And it and it was one of those things where um, you listen to it and it puts you in a good place. And everyone, like, if you were a kid from the '90s, even if you didn't listen to rap, you knew this song or you knew of it. Like, you had that ear for it. And it still resonates too, because mm-hmm. I was listening to it driving down here, and and. Uh, Five, he said, "I'll never let a statue tell me how nice I am." Exactly. And I was like, "Are you fucking kidding me?" <laughs> like that, like you, you remember it as a kid, but it has so much more context now. That it means more. Like hell, Oscar's so white, you know. <laughs> yeah. Um, and it's just like, wow. Yeah. Did they ever get nominated, or did they ever win? I don't know that they ever. Um. I mean, they got oh, like Grammy wise. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I know they're heralded. Like everybody, for right. the most part, loves them, but. It's just like because Fife and Mo, Fife seem to do it the most, where you know you you're getting those metaphors like right. like that, you know, just and it's and it's just almost like a stream of consciousness, but the mm-hmm. metaphors still like in the punchline still hit like hard, yep. and you're just like, oh, I can visual, I understand what you're saying. And at that time, it was like Fife. He was really, if not at the top, but near the top of the game, and everyone respected his lyricism yeah. back then and what he brought to the table. I mean, it's like that two-man back and forth that was going on on yeah. the tribe was just, it was ridiculous. It's crazy because I was, I had, uh, I, um, I was talking to um, Big Doe, who used to, who was the manager of Little Brother uh, right. last weekend, mm-hmm. and I was explaining to him, and I, and I talked to Fonte on my show before, and I was saying the, the dynamic that they had, like, Big Pooh was the hard hat rapper, and Fonte was the guy that was like, so, okay, let's dance a little bit. I I felt that was a, kind of the same thing with Tribe. Like Q Tip was the front man, and mm-hmm. he was he was suave and debonair, but Fife was just like, boom, boom, boom. Like I'm gonna I'm hitting you hard. Like I'm boxing you. I'm he was I'm, the the battle rapper. He was the, the battle rapper. He was just like, you really got a vibe. Like it was just strong, and then like that combination worked so well, and and that's what and that's with any I think any group is is you have the guys that balance each other out. Right? Yeah, you know what I mean. And it one what one has the other one one doesn't have the other one has and makes it makes dope music. You yeah, know? but at the same time, it's like uh, what they were trying to do with this album kind of got overshadowed because of. You know what was happening at that time because this is the same year when Into the Thirty Six Chambers dropped, mm-hmm. and that just took over everything. I would say that I mean, not uh, to digress from a new like from a New York standpoint or just in general. Like, I was just saying hip hop in general. Okay, like you know that kind of took away from how great this album was because. It was I can I can honestly yeah. say that it was slept on. That makes it a lot was of, slept on it, to me. You, it just seems like. I can see where you're going with that because really I so I grew up in Maryland like a mm-hmm. suburb of DC mm-hmm. and I remember Love and Tribe and those guys were the connective tissue to all the other kids because they were from different parts of of the area from Prince George's County mm-hmm. but Tribe was a thing that we connected on and they gave me Method Man they gave me ODB yep. 
Right. And and it was just like, oh, okay, these guys like the not I'll fucking knock your head off. <laughs> and like you know, I was like, okay, this is this is cool too. Yeah, but yep. it de- it, they definitely dominated. I think mm-hmm. Wu Tang definitely did. Oh yeah, well I mean you know uh, just a little bit off the page, but I mean there was no and there was no other sound like Wu Tang mm-hmm. at that time. Very like, guttery. You guttery, had guttery. you know you had Tribe Called Quest. You had De La Soul. Yep. Like you yeah. had. Guys who were pretty stylistically on the same page. I mean, mm-hmm. shit. Uh, True Goy is on fucking award tour, right? Yep. You know, which is backwards for He's, yogurt. Yep. yep. True Goy the Dove. True Goy the Dove <laughs> yeah. was on there too, but you know, the, I mean, Wu Tang was in and of itself an anomaly. Yep. It still is. I mean, you're yep. not going to find that nope. outfit of characters yep. um, together in one in one album. Um, but you know, they and yeah, I mean. I guess that might be why I had Wu Tang, <laughs> why I had Wu Tang's album, and I didn't have this one. Um, yeah, <laughs> it's just it's just what it was, man. But I mean, as I got back into this and listened to it, I mean, I think it really did put me in that sort of mindset of what it was like for me hearing the award tours and hearing the electric relaxations and hearing even the oh my gods um, of the world. But then, uh, you know, again, I'm bouncing around here, but uh, we get into what I mean, and it's I actually had this conversation about this, but we get into sucking nigga, yeah. which, um, uh-huh. you know, Neil and I <laughs> talked a little bit about this. I think we were off air, but yeah. um, you should keep that. What? Or, or, or all the stuff we talked about before you introed? Yeah, I mean, I went, you know, and that's it's that's the curse of the podcast, and I'm sure you know all oh, the yeah. great conversations yeah. are happening. Yeah. Real gems. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> when we're not on, the second we turn it on, and not that we haven't created masterful no, yeah. work here because right. we have. You're not gonna keep me rap. I rap some Will Smith lines that I didn't <laughs> that I didn't know that I was gonna do. <laughs> Damn it, guys. Yeah, you know, what? maybe we'll just start this. No, over. let's yeah, not. We'll, no, no, let's, no, no, no. Yeah, we gotta throw put, no. throw this one out of the can, man. No, no. um, but. Uh, suck a nigga, which I think um, really just, I mean, still speaks to today how we throw we throw nigga around. And yeah, but it explains it so perfectly. It does. It like, really does. It's just like it means that we will never grow. You know, the word dummy. Other niggas in the community think is crummy, but I don't. Yeah. Neither does the youth because we embrace adversity like that. That's a part of our race. Mm-hmm. And that's the most definitive way to explain why we say it if we choose to say it right and why other motherfuckers can't say it and and it's (laughs) and it's such a uh and again a politically charged yeah stance and i kind of i mean i kind of resonate that and it's one of those songs as i was listening to it i was just like you know it really does talk to how it's such a powerful word and black people keep it yeah, and it's yeah. ours, and some people love it, some people hate it. Mm-hmm. Um, but you respect you respect that the usage of like if if I want to say nigga, I can do it mm-hmm. right because I'm black, uh, and you can't take that from me. Yeah, you know. And granted, there are you know I my you know there's older black folks I know who don't even touch it right that yeah. would be me there would be <laughs> that would be me neil's yeah. neil's one of those and neil's one of those dudes yeah but um but there i'm but there are i mean there's people who don't touch it and see the hate and the vitriol that comes from that yeah and 
I think as I listened to the song, I thought I thought about what we talked right. about and how I would never tell you how to feel about it. Right. And right. that your your experiences and your uh, life surrounding surrounding it are yours and you get to keep that. Yeah. And I would never tell you not. Couldn't. couldn't and, in, and in the song is addressed. Yeah. And that's, you know, that's like, you know, it's that's revolutionary. And it's only one verse, right? Just yeah. repeat it. Three times, just yeah, yeah, and that's it. Suck a nigga. It's like fucking like a, just a loop, and it's just. I mean, what is that? Twenty, twenty-one, twenty-two years ago. Uh, more than twenty. More than twenty. Anniversary. More than twenty years yeah, ago. That was yeah. And that was it's just like. I mean, I mean that's why he's Q-Tip is in my top five. Like I mean, like he's. Oh man. It's it's a absolutely it's a like common who's also in my top five. I'll give you my top. Why don't I give you my top five? Oh, we're gonna we'll, we'll get do that. that. Like, okay, yeah, all right, yeah, all right, yeah, all right. Yeah. But but common <laughs> common had a line on this song called um, "Dude, this is rap for real." Something you feel? Oh, the joint like water for chocolate. It's on like water for chocolate, and Bilal singing the hook. And common has a line where he just he says like I'm a complex man drawn, drawn off, off of simplicity, simplicity. Mm-hmm. and that's that's like. That's what Q-Tip embodies. Mm-hmm. He doesn't have to. It's like that line, that Kendrick Lamar line, um, when he's like, um, "I know some rappers using big words to make their similes curve. My simplest shit be more pivotal." So when you can, it's like in stand-up where you try to be as simplistic as possible to get. You, you you're constantly make trying to make things, shaping things. And it, instead of trying to be flowery, sometimes the weight lies in just saying it, yeah, like saying it as simple as possible. And I mean, and it, I mean, it's cliched, but it's like you know, less is more. Right, right. You know, in that if you can, and, and it, again, this is kind of inside baseball shit, but if you can say something in four words, you do it versus seven. Yeah, like you don't waste words. Right. It's like I remember ninth grade, nineteen ninety four. I had an English teacher just, you know, don't try to be all flowery. Just mm-hmm. say what say what you say what you need to say. Say what the fuck you got to say. Say it efficiently. Yeah. And word economy. Yeah. That's what they is what they call. And it, it was just like it, he he's just that dude. Like I I mean, I don't know. Like he he just had he's charismatic, mm-hmm. and he just didn't. It was almost like he didn't have to show you that. Like rapping's hard. Like he's like Aries is my sign. I know that I could rhyme. Like he's just like just so so in the pocket and and he just and like just parallels to to like a song like Midnight and like one of his records on um, Amplified where he's like one of my favorite songs. I think one of my God maybe one of my favorite songs is uh, of his is Higher off of uh, Amplified where he's just like. Uh, he said, "I dominate flows, I dominate shows, and in the nighttime, my dominance grows. Like it's just like this nocturnal thing." And he's, I think he's great. He's fucking great, man. <laughs> <laughs> I met him at I met him at Whole Foods. I have to tell this story. Yeah, yeah, yeah go yes. ahead, man. Please I do. I was at Whole Foods. I think it was like 2009 or 2010. Which whole, where? Oh, in uh uh Paramus, New Jersey, near, okay. near my near my place. Cool. And I'm in Whole Foods, and I'm just looking to try to, you know, get some food or whatever. 
And this white guy walks up to me and he was like, uh, excuse me, do you uh, know who Tribe Called Quest is? Boy. And I was thinking to myself, like, because I'm black. Yeah. And I was thinking about, like, oh, because I'm black. He's like, do you know who? And I, and I was like, yeah. And he was like, oh, I'm sorry, because cause Q-Tip's over there. Like, uh, I think he was like, he was like telling me, like, because it wasn't that it, many people in the store. That guy like, is magical. Yeah. Like, did that man really exist? Like, he was just an angel that yeah. was like, this is going to make your day. And he, yeah. <laughs> you need this in your life, Christopher. And and, and, and I went over. Please I follow like, me. I was like, oh, I was like, uh, Q-Tip, my name's Chris, big fan, grew up, watched, you know. And he was like, oh, thanks, man. And I had seen him. So this might have been, oh, it had to be 09 or 010, 2010. I saw him, like, the week before, uh, the Renaissance came out. His his uh, second, so technically third. He did a, a VH1 Soul Stage taping in the city, and uh, I was at the taping. Okay. And I remember, like, I was up. Me and a buddy from work were in the front, and they moved us back because we were like too big and tall. Right. So right. I was like, I was there. I was uh, there, dude. But they made us move back. Mm-hmm. You're the best. And I wasn't. I I had a fan. It, I wasn't. Did too you cr- fan out? A little bit, I was okay. like, but I was like, man, just just on nice to meet you. He was like, that's cool, man, it's cool. And he was just really chill, laid back dude. So he would strike me as that. Yeah, as a, as a pretty that fuck Nicole Kidman and Nora Jones. <laughs> <laughs> like that's a man. Oh shit! Yeah, and there and there you have it. And there you uh-huh. have it. We should just end the show right there. That's enough. Nah, but I think he's just like he's. I think he's the best. And it was just like an effortless. He just had like an effortless flow to him that made it cool. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean he, uh, and I mean just even a little sidebar off the album, but you know you saw him on uh, Chappelle show on the uh, was it the VD sketch? Yeah. Oh shit! Remember yeah. that? Yeah. It's yeah. a VD thing. Yep. Oh VD yeah, yeah, thing. yeah, yeah. He's a funny dude. Like yeah. he, he has that charisma. He, you can right. work the camp. Like he knows. He's all around. All around a uh, 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 red, I wouldn't call it Renaissance man. Would I guess that, so. Would that be fair yeah. to say? The last time I saw him, he was protesting. Like there was a protest here in New York for Mike Brown. Oh, okay. And that situation went down there, and he was down there with the people. No and shit, man. He's that type of dude. Yeah. Um, so you could dude. say that he can get down. He can get down. <laughs> Indeed. He can get down. <laughs> Bringing it all back. Yeah. See what I Bring did there? It back. Yeah. As we get right back into <laughs> our next cut of yeah. We Can Get Down, which, I mean, in the uh, all the hooks are pretty infectious, but this one caught yeah. me as I went back through. We Can Get Down. We Can Get Down. Another feel-good track, man. Yeah. Like, it uh, I mean, how do I wish they had? Because I'm like looking at the production on here. I'm on I uh, uh Wikipedia, but I would like to know the. I think if you click on like the, it might be something with the track list. It'll at least tell you who who like did the, the yeah. Um. Oh wait, here we go. All songs produced by a Tribe Called Quest. And he had Q-Tip had his hand in mostly all of that. Because in the doc in Beats, Rhymes, and Life, the Michael Rappaport doc, yes, yeah, he was saying how man, because when they were fight, one of the things after I watched it, this I watched it the second time mm-hmm. over the weekend, and before I was like, man, they're just fucking fighting. It's about should be about more about the the cool shit they did together, but it actually was. But then there was a moment where Q Tip was talking about how his uh, so yeah, man, I put a tribe called Quest on all the production because it was about the group. So meaning that he 
did most. He did a lot of it. Right. At least him and uh, him, him and, and Shahid. Yeah. yeah. So it, but it was kind of like I did. We did this, but we're a group, so we're all gonna get a credit for it. Right. Yeah. Because Chris Lighty, I actually story about that. I actually went to school with his little brother. Oh. Um. He his little brother. Uh. He had a he had a Kia Sportage when those were hot. Like, oh. Okay. And he used to have like cool shit. But but those because <laughs> he Chris, Chris Chris Lighty ran violent. It's weird that he killed himself. But yeah. yeah. But he had um uh he would he said in that documentary like he had to take these albums from Q Tip because Q Tip was such a perfectionist yep. that they just had he's like yo give me the fucking album yeah get like it's ready to go man yeah let me mm-hmm. let this go it uh it's crazy I mean like I said. It's it's again. I guess he I, he is a renaissance man. Like mm-hmm. in terms of that level of production, because I, here I am trying to look up who's doing like who's making all these beats, and yeah. it's like oh, Q-Tip's doing all this shit. It, dude, it's so weird that, and I I don't think I've ever talked about this on a podcast exclusive. Because <laughs> 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 he was doing that like Kamal the abstract shit that was kind of like jazzy and groovy mm-hmm. before Andre 3000 had like you know the love below right and it just seemed like maybe that just wasn't the right time for him for it to come out but it right. got shelved mm-hmm. and then they brought it back but it was, he had some like because it was a bootleg for quite some time like the early 2000s and he was just doing this weird cool like jazzy stuff singing all oh, he was if a little alty had a beard and a flannel shirt on when he was doing it <laughs> i don't uh, know i just i don't think he gets enough credit man well he's getting it tonight he's getting it now Indeed. he's gonna Indeed. get it tonight yeah i uh, felt like even back then people put fife um way higher really? than than he than he was yeah oh but that's yeah. because i was you know it's like just here in brooklyn like everyone yeah. loved Fife dog and I used to be like you know it should be pretty close with the two of them and they gel so well but yeah. it was just people at the time people preferred Fife more okay and I mean you know I feel like the group worked yeah because they would offset each other well, yeah in the I mean, songs and you know like Fife dog he would amp things up yeah and then Q-tip would mellow it out. He would mellow it out. And it was just the back and forth. Like, it was kind of like a conversation that we're all invited to. Damn, Fife, you got fat. Yo, I know it looks pathetic. Exactly. (laughs) Yeah, it's, uh, I don't know. Like, I, it was just, just the overall vibe of of what they did. So, what was it like? Was there excitement when these guys would come out when you were a kid? Like, when you, if they dropped something new? Like, what? What was I, it like? Like I, buying an album? Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like when we're like, because like Kanye's album's coming out as we're recording, or it's supposed to be out today. Right, right. And it just there's this nostalgia that I have. Like, well, you don't. I don't know that you get to capture it as much now. I don't well, think you do. I mean, just because I remember when an out al- because there wasn't there wasn't the internet yeah so, they yeah. weren't digital downloads there yeah. weren't digital like there was the anticipation there was for me yep. yeah going to music mm-hmm. city yeah and going to pick up uh 
buy the CD and then right. I'd bring the CD home. I didn't even have right. a disc man. Yep. So I'd bring the CD home. Yep. Yeah. I'd look, you know, I'd take the album cover out yep. and I'd pull out the, the, yep. the sleeve and I'd look mm-hmm. at shit. Yep. And then, you know, you put the CD in your CD mm-hmm. player and you sit there and you listen to it. Yeah. So there is that instead. There's absolutely, there's yeah. that doesn't happen today. Yeah. You know, I buy an album, I point click, it's on my phone. Yeah. I don't even get to look at that it's album cover. It's kind of cold. It's, yeah. Yeah, it's, yeah it's, it's like ordering takeout. It's I, weird. The, it's just it's weird. The homie uh, comedian Damian Lemon, uh, terrific comic. He, yeah, he, shout he, out totally. to Damian. Uh, that's he, the dude right there. He, uh, we're going back and forth talking about something about like, yeah, just like the CD. Like, especially if it's an artist I like, I'm going to buy it. Like mm-hmm. buy the CD, right? And he was like, "Man, you old media ass nigga." Yeah. <laughs> That's like the it's funniest true. thing anybody's ever called it's me. True. It, I media. mean, it's like you used to see commercials, yeah. for albums coming out, mm-hmm. and then you'd have to physically go get, like, you would have yeah. to leave your house to yeah. get it. It's yeah. crazy because, like, <laughs> like I used to save my lunch money. I wouldn't eat lunch, and as a fat kid, you know, like you, me too, me and too. you, you would go, like, go to the. I would go to Waxy Maxies after after school and get yeah. these get these albums. Like, you open it up, yep. like you were talking about the smell yep. of the tape or the smell of yep. the CD yep. was like. And now, like, I don't, and that's why, like, I get excited. I miss it. And And there were certain albums that were only behind the counter. Because I used to go to, like, The Wiz and Sam Goody. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it was the 90s. People used to boost. People used to steal shit. Yeah. So certain albums were not on the shelves. And, like, shit like that and Wu-Tang, you had to ask for that. Or you had, had to get an adult. Like I, I was yeah, telling, that too. That I was still in gym. Like I was that trying too. to get uh, Southern Playalistic, the first Outcast joint, and they wouldn't let me get. It. My dad had to get it for me. See that that happened to me like one time, and I just came back when a worker who didn't give a shit about this job was working and just yeah. sold it to me. Yeah, <laughs> like that happened one time and that, never again. Now was now was <laughs> Tribe's album behind the counter when it when it dropped? Well. In play, like I would go to King's Plaza Mall, places like that. It was because you know people would steal shit all the time from that mall. Mm-hmm. But right. when I bought it, I remember exactly where I was. I was at Woodbury Commons. Oh shit! Ah, <laughs> I was I at Woodbury that. Commons with my mom, and we were buying all types of bullshit on what we thought were sales, but they really fucking weren't because yeah. outlet shopping was like a big thing. Yeah, and it still I is. Still yeah, is. and I went to uh, um, um, Sam Goody there. And I saw the album, and I was like, "I want that." <laughs> I remember how much it was. Um, like eighteen. It was sixteen ninety nine. Eighteen. It was the tape. Okay. So it like was maybe eight, like 10, 12. 12. Okay. twelve. About twelve. And I didn't have a job. I didn't have access to money. I had yeah. to ask my mom for that, and you know, she was like, "Fuck it, yes." And right. my mom also hates hip hop. But she kind of hates it because she's an immigrant. Right. Okay. As, as horrible as that sounds, she didn't know enough <laughs> about it. So you sound like Donald Trump. <laughs> because she's, she's, she's an immigrant. on a daily basis, whenever yeah. I talk about my mom, I'm like, you know, you, you have to forgive her. She's an immigrant. From? From Trinidad. Okay. Trinidad and Tobago. Okay. And she just, it's like she's one of those people, like, she doesn't give a shit about your feelings. Like, mm. she just says shit unfiltered. And a lot, and a lot of feelings so, are involved uh, yes. in, this, in these albums. Yeah. And I have, you know, I have to explain things to my friends girlfriends people like that like she's she's an immigrant she doesn't mm. she doesn't know what she's doing right so now. would she get down like <laughs> had, well, how how do you think she'd feel about electric relaxation 
Because that's such a song that's so mellow and smooth. As masterful I, as it is, she wouldn't give a shit. Siemens Furniture. <laughs> I think my that mom. That was one of the best metaphors. Yeah, I think my mom <laughs> might have heard that and was like, what is that? Wait, what, is what, is what, do you, what is this about? Um, but, uh, oh, so I, we talked about this before, but um, Electric Relaxation mm-hmm. uh, featured as the opener for the Wayans Brothers. Yeah. Um, and it, again, a song that, you know, really, if you're having a stressful day, smoothest song to date yeah it's it's gonna it's gonna put you it's gonna put you down yeah. it's i would yeah. say it's a sedate it's a sedative <laughs> uh sedative track yeah um relax yourself what is it relax yourself girl please settle down set he breaks down. he breaks it up i always thought it was preset plan uh, i thought that too yeah preset. okay I did. that's yeah i did think that too. um and then he gets, and then Q-Tip gets into uh, serenading a lady. Honey, check it out. You got me mesmerized with your black hair and your fat and ass thighs. thighs. Street poetry is my everyday, but yo, I got to stop when you trot my way. Yeah. If I was working at the club, you, you would, would not, not pay. pay. Yo, That's, my man, Fife Diggy, he gets something, something to say. I like a brown, <laughs> yellow, it's exactly. just so fucking like. It's, it's the gel, it's the just two like, man. Boom. Yes. I mean, he he brings <laughs> you down. You're you're feeling good. Yep. And you get punched in the face. Yep. It's like, yo, like, yep. it. It, Q-tip asks you what time it is. Yep. Five punches you in the face. <laughs> Knockout game. I think that's that's how they play that game. It's so right? it's so funny because like I appreciated that document even more now, like six or seven years later, mm-hmm. when uh, because I don't really see hip hop being celebrated in that way. Like I no. mean, it, it's just like documentaries on shit that we grew up on. But they said about. Um, the low end theory when the first record uh when 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 fife is like microphone check he's like he says yo mm-hmm. microphone check one two what is this like it's just on bugging out bugging out and it's like yep. that and like you ha- you have like luminaries like mm-hmm. quest love and pharrell mm-hmm. talking about like what that did to them yep. and how like impactful that was and it was just like Oh, like, and they were saying, like, how Fife was not fucking around. Like, no. he really came with the lyricism, yep. and he came really hard, because, like, Q-Tip was like, yo, you gotta, we gotta do it on this mm-hmm. one. We gotta, you know. We gotta make this real. Oh, my God, yes. Yeah. Oh, my oh. God. And, <laughs> yes. Oh, my God, yes. And so oh when you God. get, and when you get to this album, which was just, like, that middle, that middle piece, because people say that Beats, Rhymes, and Life it fell off like that was the beginning of the end mm-hmm. there's some still good still some good shit right but, but midnight marauders like almost god i would say like i would say that that would have to be my favorite or mm-hmm. the the best with you know low end coming in and a close second right mm-hmm. um, as your fa- best that's my favorite best right. album yeah yeah yeah. Out. yeah okay um i mean again like Tribe was um, again a fan respect, mm-hmm. uh, but to like to pa- like I don't know if I could mix I don't know if I could pair the albums up like that. Okay, yeah. um, but yeah. you know going back into this album, you know you do gain a further appreciate. I gain a further pr- further appreciation for absolutely the synergy they had. Yeah, and how ma- and how well put together it was. You know, yeah, because low end was a little more jazzy. This had. This had the boom, like, cause hell, they had a record called We Got the Jazz. Oh, on, yeah. You know, yeah. but it's like, 
with this one with Marauders, it was just like you had the you had the boom bap, you had the you had the you had the the horns and the different mm -hmm. the, the samples and stuff, but. It's just just the way that everything melds together, and you mentioned, which is very important, like the back and forth mm -hmm. that you don't really you don't really hear too yeah, much. That's not nowadays. easy to do. Only, yeah, you know, the only other tandem I see doing that is Jada Kiss and Styles P. Mm -hmm. They do they do a lot of that back and forth stuff. Did Meth mm -hmm. and Red do it, or is just like because Blackout was? I mean, Blackout was kind of hot. Well, mm -hmm. yeah, I mean they. I mean, but that was just like a one time. And then I just when I th I guess when I think of like that back and forth, you're talking about like a real group, like, like well, yeah. yeah, I'm talking about like that the core group that came in together, sure, and they, you know, like lines that would rhyme off of each other and mm -hmm. shit, like like I think of Jadakiss and Styles P, and these guys, well, so where where, where would you consider most F and Talib Kweli to be? Yeah, that, you know what, mm -hmm. I'm a not, group. I would. Black Star, okay. I would say, is a group. And yep. that's not, yeah, I, I kind of shot off the hip on that one. Um, <laughs> no, because I don't like, go, go ahead. Well, go ahead. I was going to say, because like um, there are those other crews and there are those other tandems that do it. And I mean, those were like, I guess for me, the most memorable ones, because I'm such a fan of Jaden Styles. Right. Not that I'm not a most deaf and tell it, but. Yeah, watch I'm more, yourself, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, this is my show. It's my show. I know. Uh, our show. Right, right. Oh, uh, <laughs> it's on it's unraveling in front of my oh eyes. Oh my god. I, we are in Jim Jam Studios. This I is mean, Jim you know. Jam Studios. But cool. there's also Charles and Charles Studio as well. <laughs> Where'd you get the name? <laughs> um, this is true. Jim of our days and of our nights. Uh but yeah, sorry. Uh how was I gonna say? Oh, um Styles P yeah, Jada. Styles P and Jada, like they mean, came in together. They came in together. Yeah. I'm just I'm a big fan of both of them, um, and just when I think of that, uh, like on Dope Money where they go back and forth, it's anyway. Um, but most definitely, I would certainly put into that category of who can do it. Because I know, like revisionist history, they'll say, "Oh, we were, we were just kind of like two jazz musicians that collaborated." Like mm. I, I think I remember one of them saying that that was just kind of like we're both solo guys, but we just came together and mm -hmm. just. Killed it, yeah, and crushed it. Yeah. Um. Well, I mean, how they how they describe is how they describe. You know. Yeah. Sure. I guess. And they uh, had solo careers too. Yeah. Yeah. They did. They uh, weren't that great, but you know, it's <laughs> it is what it is. I uh um. Well, Wilson wasn't great. Oh no no no! I'm not. I was like, talking. I'm talking about a tribe called Quest. Oh yeah yeah. That's yeah. what I'm talking. Well, about. I mean, dude, like Fife. You know, I kind of like that album, I don't but even it just remember it, it, I remember it. It just it was I'm pretty sure that it'd be very hard to find it. I'm sure you could find it, but you know what it's, I It might be hard. Fife, I just remember him on uh De La Soul like that AOI. Mm -hmm. Like he would the Ghostweed sketch and the guy would be like, "Oh, I'm going to sound like I can sound like Fife." And he starts they start smoking and he starts rapping. And then the guy eventually, it's eventually Fife doing the, doing like the, uh, phases rhyme. into yeah, him. Yeah, fades into him rapping. Oh, no shit. It's uh, like, yeah, he, I think it, I was like, I think it's, it, Bionics is the second one. I think the first one is when the joint with Red Man. Ooh, ooh, yeah. ooh. Yeah, yeah. That's the album that it came with. Yeah. Um, what was I going to say? Oh, we got, uh, we got like, I think maybe a track or two left to go before okay. we get into, yeah, um, your right. top five. Oh, sure. 
Uh, well, we we have a little we have a little twist. I understand. Yeah, you'll, you'll, you'll see how this. I told you, but I'm it's excited. about to happen. Um, we have um, oh my god, yeah. which I will say, um, being devil's advocate, Buster Rhymes really does steal it with the hook. Mm-hmm. Like it tends to do that. He yeah, to do like that. I mean, listen to the track, you hear him come on. Oh my god, yes. Oh my god, like yep. yeah, that's what happened, and that's. Even with three words, like yeah. again, less being more, and, or and, oh my god, yes, sorry. And that's kind of what happened with scenario is that he just stole the show, and, and there was no more leaders of the was, new school. That was, <laughs> <laughs> well, that was inevitable. Yeah, that, that was inevitable. That was. That's kind of what Buster Rhymes does. And and then the cool thing about Tribe was that they had so many different collaborations with like different groups. Yeah, like they were really tight with like leaders of the new school. Yeah, and De La Soul. And the Jungle Brothers, and it was just, you know, it it was a really golden age of hip hop. And you know, go ahead now. Well, well now you you make you 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 guys are making me think like, as a kid, I remember it might have been, scenario might have been more of the 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 gateway drug to tribe because of Busta Rhymes Mm -hmm. because of the way he attacked yeah like. Like how how Murdered did he first draw a powerful impact? Yep. That's not, is that it? Yep. Mm-hmm. As Boom, I combine from a okay, yeah. So he, he loved, comes. He in, yep. And he just like fucking took over that song, and then like it was just like, oh shit. Well, who's these guys? A tribe called mm-hmm. Quest. Mm-hmm. Then a war tour was like, okay, yeah, these guys are good. Mm-hmm. I mean, that yeah. was low end theory, but then they yep. they kind of tried to recapture it with. Uh, what is it? The remix. He's like, what we're going to do in 92. You know, you know we, we had, had fun, fun in 91. I love that. Yeah. They, that <laughs> anyway, was still dope. Yeah, that was. was still dope, too. Well, uh, what about Bust? <laughs> I, fuck, man. Now you guys got me thinking. <laughs> it's all I, intertwined, bro. It is I, all I mean, intertwined. That's, and that's the, because, like, I mean, this being episode two, but um, I guess when you take an album like this, an artist like this, you can't help but not get into those uh, 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 ancillary players yeah. of this album because I mean you talk about a dude like Busta Rhymes on a hook so underrated back then yeah. like I'm just saying like a dude like that back then on the hook and you go oh shit I remember Busta from Scenario yeah. where yeah. he murdered everybody on it I think yeah. there was like one a VH1 driven or something mm-hmm. or like some kind of uh, documentary show mm-hmm. where they were like yeah and then when Busta when Busta did that man I was like, it ain't no more group. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody said that. I, I don't know if it was Charlie Brown or something. It, it was just well, like, yeah, because they had like behind the music, Busta yeah. Rhymes, and they showed yes. the story with Leeds in the New School. So that's what it was. And I had like their album too. Yeah, and they I, dropped some pretty dope music as well. They were they were part of hip hop, and you know, definitely Busta Rhymes because just what he's done and the body of work he's, he's so had. he's so good. And yeah, yeah, and he got consistently. Better, but in terms of that group, it was just it was it was no contest. What would you say best Buster no Rhyme album? Oh, that's hard. Me personally, I really liked um, Extinction Level Event. See, that's I think that's the one. Yeah, it you know I mean, and you he's one of those guys though, where like he's an old school and new school yep. rapper mm-hmm. if you yep. put it like like cuz he's, cool he's, he's still, still here he's still here he's still he's still hitting it man yep. best live one of the best live rap shows i've been to went to uh extinction level event era mm-hmm. saw him at gettysburg college mm. gettysburg pennsylvania like okay. just fucking 
live, just destroyed. He, uh, the dude's got energy, man. There's so no debate on it. So funny. So, uh, um, <laughs> so we, uh, we gotta, uh, we're gonna wrap up. Um, oh, no, no, <laughs> but come on, it's Midnight Marauders. Um, you know, again, we bounced around. Um, you know, unfortunately, that you know, there are a couple tracks that didn't make the cut, but all in all, um, this was a good stroll for me back down even though it wasn't necessarily familiar turf for me like inside this album wasn't necessarily inside and out for me but it did get me like i said earlier like that appreciation of a group that really was pretty seamless and worked together entertain like there's rap groups that you see where you're just like you don't have it for me Right. Yeah, right. yeah. But these guys had they created, and this sounds so hacky and corny, but like this group created something bigger than what they were individually. Yeah, do you know what I mean? So like, it, it yeah, it is, and it deserves a lot more credit than it gets because for some reason, a tribe called Quest always seems to get relegated as hip hop that white people think black people listen to. Mm. Like that's what that's what's become. But I'm like, it's so much more than that. I mean, you or, know, you're kind of right, but <laughs> it's, it's more than that. It's or like the that. Roots, like when they made oh. Fallon. It was oh, just, it's the Fallon band. Yeah, it's like oh. what the fuck. Um, that pissed me off a lot. They, I'm a big Roots fan. Uh, do have done a lot more than that, and exactly. are one of the most prolific groups. Black Absolute. Thought's like the best MC to yeah. ever live. Yeah. Um, which, uh, speaking of which. It's about that time uh-huh. for us to get into our top five. Uh-huh. Now, here's the thing, listeners at home or wherever you're listening to. Um, normally, people will do their top five dead or alive, right? That's okay. The, that's the, the, the tag. But what we do here on Swatches and Boomboxes yep. is Neil and I will come up with a top five, but there will be a twist. Like, mm-hmm. for example, last episode was top five rappers from the 90s. Yep. Okay. That was from me. Mm-hmm. But Neil, it's your turn, sir, Indeed. for your top five. Mm-hmm. But the, what's the twist? Well, the twist is uh, top five rap groups of the nineties. Oh shit! So okay. it's a little Staying bit in theme. Yes, okay. top five rap groups from the nineties. It's got to be the groups. Okay. All right. Yeah. All right. Um. Uh. I'll. You go, Chris. You can go. So first. I go yep. first. Our yeah. guest. Yeah, I gotta go. Can I say tribe? Uh, you yeah. absolutely okay. can. There's, there's, you absolutely can. The only caveat is that it's a rap group from the '90s, so of course you can. Throw okay, yeah. that's fair. I will say a Tribe Called Quest, Outcast. Mm. Okay. Uh, I didn't. Uh, yes. I'll give you that because they came out '90. I was seventh, eighth grade, '93, '94. Yeah. Okay, They're definitely. In there. Um, I would say uh, Black Star, 1998. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's that's three. Ooh, shit. De La Soul. Mm-hmm. It's four. four. Yeah. You got you got one more to throw in. Can't now, can't say Def Squad because I think that was two thousands. I think you might be right on that. I guess I would have to say. See, I I can only think of Wu Tang, but I I wouldn't say. See, I'm not an aficionado. Mm, mm-hmm. Okay, so you wouldn't. That's fair. I mean, I'm you more, should put in put in who you. Can I say DJ Jazzy Jeff and the Fresh Prince? But they're not a group. It's just a DJ producer. Um, hmm. Yeah, you, you know what? I'm going to – I don't know if I want to – I don't know if I can give you that. <laughs> and I can't say – like because I can't say Gangstar either. 
No, you. Want, I mean, by Fuck. that because the DJ. Yep. I, I we need somebody who's the, they they all have to have a ver. They got it. They got to rap. Got you. Right. I, I, I want it. That's the only caveat. All right. So I got four. Man, I gotta say Wu Tang is a placeholder until I can think of something else. You well, guys might say clear. something that uh, yeah. get. Yeah, I mean, you can get back to it. Like you know, Chris, you're not a stranger to the show. I mean, you can phone in or. Email us. <laughs> email us if, if Wu Tang is a Onyx nigga. <laughs> <It's> like, oh. <laughs> Shit, Fuck y'all. That's oh, oh, okay. Mob Deep. Mm. Mob okay. Deep. Mob yeah, Deep. Yeah. Fair. Just yeah. more more familiar with those dudes. Like, I, to, to, just to be honest, like as like the from what I know, those guys. You're gonna go with you're gonna go with the dudes from Queens. Yeah. Very Queens heavy here. Um. Uh. All right. I'll go. Yeah. Um. I mean, and again, well, mine, mine's in no particular order. Okay. Like, I've got to, I'm just gonna go my top five because I think it's hard. Okay. I didn't, I realized this as we threw out our That's twist. It's pretty hard. Yeah. It's hard. It's hard to rank in because you know when you can, you can do your top five dead or alive and have. I got number one is yep. this because this is my favorite rapper yep. ever. Fuck you, and this is number two because this is why. Fuck you. But yeah. you know what the cool thing is, is it's your top five. Oh yeah. So oh. people can't be like, you're wrong. No, it's you. It's yours. And it's yours. I forgot to reveal That's something. It. I back in the day I was more of a R and B dude, and oh, I still oh I still am. <laughs> okay, but like so you I would ha- I had Tribe and all those West Coast guys and Chris Fresh used Prince. to wear his silk shirts. <laughs> Freak me, silk baby. Silk shirts, <laughs> a lot of a lot of grapes. Te- Tevin Campbell and and uh, Jason Weaver. Uh, wow, boys to men. Guy. See, people don't know that Jason Weaver, like he used to do music. That fucking guy, that is so good. Yeah. But uh, but that like weird. so, high school I got introduced to more of the right. hardcore shit. Right. Um. All right. Uh, I like what you like. Here, I this is my top five rap groups. Okay. From the nineties. Okay. Uh. Well, we're gonna lead off. I'm leading off with Wu Tang. Okay. Um. Mm-hmm. And the. In their catalog inside and out, I got down cold. Wu Tang, uh, Cypress Hill, mm. as uh, as a rap. My oh, that's dope. Those are those are some that great so West dope. Coast, <laughs> yes. West Coast riders yeah. for me. Um, yeah. uh, Smooth the Hustler, Turgid the Gambler, uh-huh, the which, Smith Brothers. Yes, <laughs> yes. Who are I? Yo, man, and I know I can't say this, but I'm gonna. I have to say it. If someone picks. Smooth the Hustlers album, get ready for a ride. Have you? Do, oh, I don't think I. I'll that. I'll put you on, man. Like the, uh, lyrically, one of the dopest albums I've heard, and probably for it might be one of my favorite albums ever. Okay. Um, so Smooth the Hustler, Trigger the Gambler, three, uh, four. This is gonna come out of left field, and I think they kind of caught the tail end of the nineties. There is no left field, Jim. This is true. There is none. Uh, Camp Low. Oh, yes, that's fucking great, dude. Yeah, Un- yeah, yeah. Just I don't know. I mean, super underrated. Never knew what they were talking about. They were fantastic. Like I mean, you watch their video. Yeah, uh, this but it was is still it. dope. So well, them and Ghostface. Like that's something. Like when you talk about the excitement, like mm-hmm. 1996. Mm-hmm. I remember when that we were excited. Like me and my friends were playing intramural basketball. We were okay. excited about that fucking. Did you get Camp Low? Did yep. you fucking get <laughs> yep. like Uptown I, that, Saturday Night? Yeah, man. Yeah. That was an album that was behind the counter. Okay. Because ah. all all the stuff that was um, considered really good or, uh, you know, it was something that people would boost, people would steal, was, that, was, that was one of them. They wrote some shit there. on Big Willie style. No shit. 
they, oh, they were so dope. They had a record on with Will Smith. They, I think they did the hook, but I'm I'm sure they wrote some shit for him. Um, and little fun story about them. Uh, a a lot of the beats from Reasonable Doubt were supposed to go to uh, Camp Lowe's album mm. because Ski was a, pr- did production for both. Okay. Mm-hmm. And it just turned out that uh, for some reason, Jay-Z had more money. <laughs> well, <laughs> uh, at that, at that wonder point. wonder why. Yeah. The story of life. Uh, it's often been thrown out that Jay-Z had uh, more money in some people in situations. Is that their version Those of do. getting bumped? Yes. Those uh, were good, though. That album's good. They still mm-hmm. got shit out, like the Breakfast at Tiffany's thing. Yep. Mm-hmm. They, uh, I follow uh, Sonny Tuba on Instagram, and he's still still his own person. Mm-hmm. I love it, man, because they're just two dudes from the 70s who yeah. rapped mm-hmm. in the 90s so and dope. made great music. Yeah. They made, like, I still, ha- I mean, I still knock their shit, man. You couldn't tell production value if they, lo- that Jay-Z beat them out. You know what I mean? Like. No. It, um, and I, I actually, I just, I don't know how I remember this random story, but uh, I want to say Ski maybe was on the train and just, I guess, sold a beat to Jay and had a duffel bag with like $15,000 in it wow. riding on the train. And he's just like, if anybody knew, in cash, surprise. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> that is so Blo- awkward. Surprise. Blown away. <laughs> so awkward. Just. Yeah. And the thing is, is that, like, you know, but odds are, I mean, unless you're wearing it on your face, it's like, hey, hey. but, like, yeah, nobody else really knows on this train that this motherfucker's yeah. got $15,000 in cash. Yeah, like, just showing up to a bank with fifteen grand, And just like, here. I'm sure they'll call the police, but. Yeah, you're going to have to take, you're going to have to take $500 a week yep. to deposit that forever. Yep. Uh, or however many that times work. 500 goes to That becomes 000. work. Um, so, my... Uh, number five from the '90s would be the Clips. Yeah, yeah, it's in there. Yeah, they're in there. They're in there. Some before Lord Willing. Um. Yep. Yeah. Really. Funeral. That. Yep. Funeral came out '96, I think. Oh shit. Um, I've been. I'm telling you, I've been a fan of the Clips. Like we can watch. Have you ever seen the video for the funeral? Oh, it's so dope. I don't, think, I don't know that it's I have. dope. You've got uh, we got some it. shit to watch before you leave here. Okay, sir. it's the dope. One of the dopest videos ever. Well, those it guys, is. God, well that's they're a more fun version than Mob Deep. Uh, yeah, they, they make it more. They make drug dealing more fun. Right. Yes. Um, they were. I would say the uh, the James Bond to drug dealing. Mm-hmm. As to the uh, Charles Bronson <laughs> yeah, dude, like, <laughs> of of Mob Deep drug dealing, yeah, where, yeah, the clips did make it fun and well uh, as fun as it can be because they definitely do get into uh, yeah, jail like, and shit like yeah. that. It was just more. It just they just had more of a. I first heard of them from grinding, but mm. uh, oh, that, was the, that was that the was the single that blew too. them up. That's yeah. how they yep. blew the fuck up. That but, beat. Uh, it, <laughs> yep. Um, yeah. Thanks to Pharrell, yeah. not to say that they ain't dope, but um, yep. Pharrell re- that, on that production, that's what popped. But pri- they were out in the nineties. Yeah, go and, get that. And yeah. I out. will. I'll. We'll watch video. Right. Um, Neil, oh, your yes. top five. Neil, top five. Now this is. Yeah, this is this is gonna. If if you talk about that was left field. All right. This is like a whole different stadium. Okay. Like, this, is gonna, All right. this is gonna look pretty weird, and you know I'm I'm gonna own it. I'm going to own it own because go. this, this is me. Say it, this is me. All right, so <laughs> my my number one 
And the people that like went to school with me and whatnot, they they know that this would definitely be my number one. The Roots. Fuck. The Roots <laughs> is my number Why one. Why did I pick? See, I wasn't <laughs> thinking that. <laughs> no, because <laughs> that's not left. That's like that no, would be. That's, that's totally. That's not, not even the part. Mad that I didn't. Pick but the them. thing is, is that I was a fan. I had like their first first album because people think pa, uh, it's organics. do you want more i had organics yeah i had or, i Pass hunted down board. organics and, and you still have that i still have it okay still Jesus, have it. i didn't i suck and i was just a big <laughs> fan of those dudes and it's like they were you know it was just oh they're incredible it was an orchestra the, it, well yeah and Amazing. it was just it wasn't just rappers it was just it was it was kamal on the keys well Can he I came s- later because it was it was scott storch on the keys at that time. Can I yeah. switch Daylight for them? <laughs> you, my, can, you can do whatever you do want, it. Chris Lambert. Psych, but go. Yeah. I'm sorry. Uh-huh. God, so, they're so right. great. So number one was The Roots. And my two and three, they can be in- interchangeable for me. Okay. And, because they're just so close to me. And um, number two, I'm just going to say A Tribe Called Quest. Mm-hmm. Because yeah. big fan of them. And obviously, you know, we're probably going to talk about them many more times on I'm, his podcast. Yeah. Many I'm, more I mean, times. There's a couple people who it's picked, inevitable. Yes. picked other albums from them. Yep. Number three. Y'all ready for this? I'm ready. Go ahead. The Far Side. What? Okay. That right. is my group. Okay. Yeah, uh, and then, you know, I mean, that was Jay Dilla before people really, you know, yeah. knew about him. Oh, wow. He was JD back then. Okay. And that was like 93 and I was a big fan of Bizarre Ride 2. Mm. Bizarre Ride 2, The Far Side. And I just had everything that they did. And that was when they were actually a group of four. And then it went down to like a group of two. And they had their internal problems just like every other every group. Other, every group. They just it. could not get along. And, yeah. you know, but they were just, it just takes me to a place where I just, I just loved hip hop. Hip hop was, it was, it was fun. It was clever. And, you know. It wasn't all guns and, and killing and raping, See, you know, that I'm, type of shit. I have to reconsider mine. No, no, Because no. I can't say no little second guesses I can't here. say yeah. little brother because the first release was O two. No, you can't say that, right? It's nineties. Even if they had some in, indie shit before. Because it's like for us, this, this well, podcast yeah. is like nineties and like early two thousands, like two thousand five. For the top five, though, right. you threw out damn it nineties. Damn it, that, I did. So yeah. I, I, I did. gotta, I gotta. You got a ninety. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I'll be more fine. specific about that. Okay, okay. I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm not. Uh huh. Uh-huh. Desert Island with those, I wouldn't go. <laughs> but but the roots is a glaring yeah, omission. That's, right. that's, that's a right. glaring that's a fucking snub. omission. You you snub. What the if, fuck? Yeah. It's so hard doing yeah. this. It is. Yeah, that's but that's it's fun. hard. That's yeah. the fun is that now you're like, oh shit, how did I fucking? Um, all right, so they're gonna listen three. to this podcast and hold it against you. Yeah, they, you may. <laughs> <laughs> Shoot, you know, Josh Gondelman will tell Black Thought. I know. Mm-hmm. Josh will be like, Chris didn't pick. I'm like, no. Please don't. Yeah. So, number four. Number four, De La Soul. Okay. Yeah. De La Soul. It's so easy. Did you have the grind date? I had it later, though. I didn't. This is 05. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. They yeah. had some good shit on there. Yeah. I had The things that I remember uh, distinctly, uh, for the most part, was Balloon Mind State. Mm-hmm. That was my joint. And three yeah. feet high and rising, which is actually like late eighties. Brian McGinnis 
is obsessed with them. I actually went to a De La Soul concert and he was there. Yeah. Like I was like, who's this tall fuck over here? And that was Brian McGinnis. And now I, you know, I know he's gonna listen to this because yeah, you know, Brian McGinnis, yeah. he's a great dude, yeah, funny comic, and you know, he loves hip hop. Yeah. You know, so you know, hopefully, so we'll have him down here. Hopefully, we got, yeah, you got to get him down. Yeah. I mean, yeah, there's a we got a couple people who are up who want to do this shit. I, absolutely absolutely this, it's fun man it is so you're number five number five black moon Ooh, oh, black moon. yeah <laughs> i That's, couldn't leave him off check since the dialect I'm from, from the here diaphragm. See, oh, from man. here and this is brooklyn i mean you know boom bye yep. bye the body boy head uh it that might be my like snub because like yes they're so a lot of people forget like about them, and you know it's just—it's just back in the days, people That's used to say Brooklyn. like Big and Buckshot. It was—it was, it was kind of close, but people won't admit it. People mm. won't admit it. Well, Gee. they had beef. They did. They—they uh, oh, they really? definitely boot did. Boot camp and they did. definitely did. They did and, not get along. And, and boot camp, they were just notorious. For showing up at shows and like punching people in the face, like that's who they They're, were. But despite that, you could never say that they weren't dope. No, they beat they the shit out of dope. people and they could rap. They did. You know, <laughs> like this, you gotta do. You gotta have those elements in hip hop in the nineties. Hey man, like was, that and that was Wu Tang's mo. They oh, beat totally. the fuck out of people totally. and they, could they rap. ran people off stage like. There was about 152 members yeah. of Wu-Tang, if memory serves yes. correctly. Now, I got to ask you this, Neil. This uh-huh. is a nerd question. Okay. Do you remember the Crooklyn soundtrack, Volume 1, Special Ed? Yes. Buckshot. I have that Master single. Ace. I have that. Crooklyn Dodgers, yep. right? Yeah. And they had a return. They had a return, return to the Crooklyn they Dodgers. They did? They had, number t- they had part wow. two. Jerry the Damage was, was on that. Jerry was on that, too. Shout what, out to New York. Buck- Buckshot, I'm feeling another part of reality. BLT. Hit me when I represent the FAP. God, yep. Franklin Avenue Posse. Yep. So that's number five, Black Moon. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's our that was our that was our uh top five twist. Yep. And I guess that's the new name of that segment. Yep. Um, yeah. You guys do. got me on that one, man. Well, you know, hindsight's twenty twenty, man. <laughs> no, it always is, man. Isn't it always motherfucking twenty twenty? Oh, well, uh so we gotta we gotta as Jerry would say, we gotta make like a bad check and bounce. Yep. Uh Chris, thank you for coming on um and blessing us with your presence mm-hmm. and breaking down Midnight Marauders. Yep. Thanks. Um, I'm honored to but be But before here. you go, yes. tell us like, you know, where people can see you or you know or, or plug do some plugs yes yeah. plugs, plugs. Or you, you can plugs. You, you can find me at chris lambert.com yep. chris lambert on twitter and instagram yep. and on facebook and uh uh i'm gonna be if you any of your fans are in pennsylvania i'm gonna be headlining mm-hmm. uh at steel stacks art arts quest center at steel stacks uh march 17th mm-hmm. and i will be participating in the First annual high mud. Oh shit! It's gonna be. It's a. Uh, it's a. It's a comedy festival. He's doing so in, much. In he North, just can't. I'm you know, he can't remember doing, all of it. That's I'm not cool. Doing that much. I still, <laughs> see, still, humble, and he keeps the shit. Absolutely. Up. I'm, 
Except when, except when I have to do your podcast because after Not you made really. so many great concessions. <laughs> uh, March 11th, uh, I'll be at the High Mud Comedy Festival mm-hmm. at the at uh, Mass Mocha in North Adams, Massachusetts. Tick Guitar is going to be headlining there, mm-hmm. and I'm going to be doing a set. So I'm I'm excited about That's that. Great, yeah, it'll be That's fun. And what, tell them about the podcast. Podcast, yes, yes. I have a podcast that uh-huh. called the Mundane Festival. On iTunes and Stitcher, uh, Jim has been a guest. Mm-hmm. One it, of the we talked along, had a good, yeah, really good conversation. A, we had a great talk. Got to get Neil on hey, it. Got to make it happen. Get on there, man. <laughs> yeah, He's got shit to say. So I'm yeah. around, man, and uh, honored to be here. Thanks for letting me uh, hang out with you guys. Thanks for doing well, it. Thanks man. for coming through, man. Yeah. Neil, uh, what do you got going on? Um, February 27th, you can see me at Bunga's Den. Okay. Uh, here in uh in the city, eight PM. And um yeah, you can check us out here. Swatches and boom boxes. At gmail dot com. At gmail dot com. Hit us up, please. Uh I got um this should be up tonight, I think. Yeah, I'm up tonight. Uh so Saturday, February thirteenth, I'll be at the Human Citizen Comedy Show at uh eight eighty eight Pacific Street. Uh, so go check me out there and then I'll be on the 14th at, uh, old man hustle for the creep show at eight o'clock. I like that. Mm. Yeah. That's, that's a, fun a dope show. show. My boy Jonesy. Yep. Uh, running that spot. Check it's, that uh, out. It's going to be dope. So, uh, oh, and then on the 16th, I'll be at assholes anonymous at bar none. So you want to go check me out there? Fantastic uh, name. Yes, fantastic, AA, if you will. Yes, uh, my boy, my boy Josh Potter and my homegirl Sam Bednars are running that. Sam Ajama. Sam Ajama. Yeah. SJ herself. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, and of course you can uh, download this on iTunes. Um, you should be able to get to us on Stitcher. Mm-hmm. If you haven't, then I will fix that. Um, email us at swatchesandboomboxes yes. at gmail dot com. Mm-hmm. Rate the show. Comment on it. Yep. Send a shit. Yep. Once again, Chris Lambert, thank you for being here, sir. Thank yep. you, guys. And we are out. Peace.